Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of One for One. I'm your host, Nolan Schumann, joined as always by my co-host, Miles Fuchs. Miles, we're recording weekly again. Isn't this so nice, and isn't this just so wonderful? We're back in the swing of things again, it feels like. I would it, quite whimsical, Nolan. It feels good. Oh, great feels good word to be choice. back. Thank you. I'm very feeling very festive. I went to Glow in Saskatoon. It's like a Christmas lights thing. Um, they have like Christmas themed liquor drinks, and your drink comes in like a like a like a Christmas light thing that has a light in the bottom. It's really Ooh. cool. Uh, and for someone who myself, I'm quite a Grinch. Um, it, it grew my heart two sizes. You you actually don't like don't like Christmas. I'm not a Christmas guy. Never have really? been. Well, yeah. In the past past four or five years, I haven't been a Christmas guy. I'm not. See, I I've I, I'm I'm not much for like traditions and things like that. Like, I I like Thanksgiving, but I don't really care that much about Thanksgiving. But I freaking love Christmas, and maybe that's because like my parents spoiled me as a kid. Like, I remember one <laughs> year I straight up got like like um gta san andreas and a bunch of other games for christmas and it was like so sick but it's also just like man watching christmas movies and now that i'm with taylor for as long as i've been with her like she's now kind of made me watch all these really old christmas movies that have grown on me i was never a big it's a wonderful life fan as a you know as a kid but now i actually quite look forward to watching it at christmas time and of course like the trailer park boys christmas special so i don't know i just i i, I love getting in the festive spirit the the time off is nice. That's the biggest the biggest thing. The time off and the ability to start drinking at like eleven and no one bats an eye or sooner is is quite nice. And I think that that is enough to make the the grumpiest of Grinches even slightly festive. Speaking for myself, truly degenerate behavior. <laughs> I I actually had quite a few rum and eggnogs on the weekend. I I finally got to have my long awaited Christmas party. Rum and eggnogs. Yes or no? Obviously, you're at a yes. It's not even really oh. much of a a giveaway there. I love eggnog. It's so good, man. Yeah, eggnog pumps. Yeah, and just a little, and just a little dash of nutmeg on the top. Oh, that, that means you're fancy if you're putting nutmeg on it. Usually, it doesn't even make it to the couch when I make it. <laughs> uh, drinking it on the walk. It, it, oh I took, my! I took the walk. <laughs> I took an eggnog and Ibiza. <laughs> Um, well, you know what, Miles, I, I, I have to give you credit because you decided to go the optimistic ostrich route and, you know, kind of got right in the middle. Hey, you know what? Lo and behold, I was, I was two goals away from being four, like for the Oilers being four and oh, so I feel pretty good about that. Um, do you feel happy that your team was good? Let me just take a quick gander over the game just to make sure they were good in all of them. Yeah, yeah, that was pretty good. Um, You're such a dick. Let me take a a quick gander to see if it was up to my my satisfaction level. If if Puckpedia showed them having the deserved no-inometers. I'll have you know, it's money, Puck. Thank you very much. I knew that. No free ads. And secondly, secondly, Miles, is it, is it, is it, is it completely against me to want to hold my hockey team or my favorite hockey team, not my hockey team. I'm not going to be one of those people to hold my favorite hockey team to a higher standard than getting by with the bare minimum. To quote Wayne Gretzky, 
you take 100% of the shots you don't take. No, they don't miss. ask how that they they don't ask how they ask how many. How many W's did the Oilers get last week? 3. 3 W's. Let's go. Let's go. 3 3 hot W's. Uh Miles, do you want to run people over what we're going to do today? <laughs> I would love to run people over because uh the, <laughs> the last guy with a beard who ran people over, uh specifically grandmothers got songs written about him in an entire holiday. So shout out Santa. What's up? Uh, here's what's going on today. We are going to be running through the games against the Coyotes, Wild, Wild, and Predators. We'll move into a little bit of general Oilers discussion. A few things happening with some prospects and some young guys on the team and some good things in the community. Once that's out of the way, we will move into some NHL shit as usual. And you know what, Nolan? What I'm really excited about for the NHL shit for this week is we actually got a pretty cool range of stuff. And I don't think that it's stuff that that everybody is expecting. So it will be exciting to chat about that. Once that's done, we will move into the Rockstar of the Week. And I'm very excited for the Rockstar of the Week because I think this is one of my better ones. Mm-hmm. And I don't like to call my shots. I'm not a guy who likes to do that. But I, I think this one will get a belly laugh. Once that's done, we will reload the games for the upcoming week, tell you how we think they're going to do, get you out of here. Hopefully uh, feeling pretty good and maybe even in the Christmas spirit. I'm feeling like a Christmas guy now. Hell yeah, you are, man. Hell yeah. We're going to be talking about your favorite Christmas movies and we're going to be talking about Boogie Nights. <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> Off Mike Miles and I were talking about Boogie Nights. What oh, a good Bo- movie! I need to watch Boogie Nights allegedly because I love the John C. Riley. Can you can you make that your task for Christmas break? To watch Boogie Nights? Yeah. You know what, Nolan? Uh, quick update for the for the folks at home because I know we talked about this last show. I am still displaced. I am still not home. I still sleep on my dad's couch because my contractor is taking much longer to do the job than we thought he was going to in the first place. So very thrilled about that. So a roundabout way of me saying, yeah, I'll watch Boogie Nights, but only if uh, my my innkeeper is willing to watch it with me. And if it's something that I think we can watch together, if it's too weird in the first 10 minutes and we got to shut it off, then I got to put a bookmark in Boogie Nights. Um, Julianne Moore and Heather Graham do coke in a bedroom together. So I, I think your dad will be okay with it. Uh, no <laughs> i don't i don't think so i don't think you've met him if that's what you think but oh, no, oh i've met him i've met him do you know what i think that uh somebody misses coming to the edmonton oilers every day no that this title for the first game that the summary against the coyotes is extremely um in poor taste after the carry price talk we had last oh week <laughs> But I still love it. I still love it uh, so much so that I'll even I'll read it for you if you would like. I would. That didn't even cross my mind. <laughs> I just think it's funny. I just I thought it was. I thought it's. I just think it's funny that. Oh, that could have actually been a really funny title. Then <laughs> someone alert Carrie Price. Hey, but you know what? If Carey Price isn't going to do it, maybe, maybe after hearing this, he's going to want to be an Oiler. But sponsor the Oilers, Browning, because we're going hunting coyotes. 8-2 win for the Oilers, December 7th, against those pesky pests from oh, oh, oh. the desert. Yeah, uh, big stinky team. Big, big, really bad team. Um, but have actually also low-key been playing not horrible. Although their their goaltender has essentially saved the day. Can you name their starting goaltender? 
Vimelkich. Oh, there you go. That's pretty good. Yes. Karel Vimelka. Congratulations. Oh yeah. I was, hey, I'm gonna take that. Yeah. I, I'm gonna. I'm gonna take that one. <laughs> yeah, that'll do. No. <laughs> yeah, I'm thinking that'll do. Um, speaking of that'll do, uh, a guy that that'll do that he's not on the Edmonton Oilers anymore. Homecoming for oh. Zach Cassian. <laughs> Um, first game back in Edmonton where he spent seven years, 412 games, notching 55 goals, 80 assists in that time frame, and adding six goals, nine ass- or sorry, three assists uh, for nine points in 37 games in the playoffs. Um, I mean, there's not really much else to say about Zach Cassian. We gave tons of shit to Zach um, over, over the lifespan of the show, but you have to also remember during the lifespan of the show, he was also the owner of a four-year, $3.2 million per year contract. Um, so he had to be held to higher standards than normal. Um, but at the end of the day, uh, before the contract, he was a true fan favorite, a warrior when he wanted to be at times. And when he was on... He was like a true power forward in this league. So, um, welcome back, Zach. I'm happy you are on the other team now. <laughs> also, fun fact about Zach Cassian, he's one of like five guys in the NHL that doesn't wear a visor, which is kind of sweet. Is it? Not like no, but it's just at this point, it's kind of a novelty. Like you see a guy in the replay not wearing a visor, and you're like, "What's what's going on there? <laughs> what's, what's he doing?" So it's just That's, funny that one of them is Zach Cassian. It's kind of like a guy in beer league wearing a tinted visor. <gasps> We will talk about tinted visors. Because <laughs> there's some yucky sty who scored 800 oh. goals. Um... Oh, it's great. It's great. Uh, Nolan, you know what else is great? Yes. This, this. This stuff. Ryan Newton Hopkins opens the slaughtering with a power play and goal. Five minutes into the game. Thank you to Tyson Berry and Connor McDavid. Uh, pluses for one guy, pluses for the other, pluses for one guy because uh, he's an Edmonton Oiler, and pluses for the other guy because we want to increase his trade value. One nothing Oilers. Number three. Oh, whoopsie daisy. Carhartt is so in right now, and so is motherfucking Derek Ryan. He gets his third of the year. Clem Costin and Broberg, BB Broberg, get the apples on that one. Two nothing Oilers. The barn is about to bust. <laughs> Were we you having always, a talk? Were we having a talk about how you're not supposed to curse? You you can always tell when I make the notes because I I like to throw in stuff that's gonna throw off Nolan and um yes and I'm also on episode two of my no swearing. Um, I it's also because I'm such a square and when I go and and when, when I read things I I read things as if I'm reading like a paper in front of a class. You sound like the the TikTok auto voice where it's like oh get the fuck my- out of here I hate you I fucking. <laughs> You'll never believe what's under this car. Fuck you. I'm done. He's walking away. Oh, no. I didn't mean it. Baby, come back. You can blame it all on me. Uh, second period opens with Lightning Leon Dreisaitl scoring on the power play from Nugent McDavid. It's a 3 nothing game. Jack McBain then gets one back for the Coyotes on like their ninth shot of the game, and everyone starts to get a little bit nervous even though the Oilers were in complete control uh Ryan Nugent Hopkins then says don't worry baby I got you and gives the Oiler fans across the globe a little kiss on the forehead exactly 23 seconds after the McBain goal Yamo gets the assist on that one he's um he's he I mean there's a story to tell about him 4-1 Oilers um then the hometown hero Brett Kulak goes bar Mexico on a southbound red eye to Cancun 
<laughs> to make it 5-1 Oilers. <laughs> Yamo and Holloway picking up the assist. Kyle Yamo two points. With the Oilers comfortably in the driver's seat heading into the third. Kaleem Costin, Connor McDavid, and McDavid. What? Oh, yeah. And McDavid again would score to make it 8-1 Oilers. The, Oats- the Yotes would add a late one to make this an 8-2 final score. Four points for Connor. Three for Nuge. Two for Dry, Costin, Ryan, Barry, Yamamoto. Oilers finished with 35 shots to the Yotes 18. So Skinner's numbers didn't look great, but he played as good as he needed to in order to win in game 82. Oilers won 51% of the draws, went two for five on the power play while going two for two on the PK. Wow, what a, what a shocker. McDavid, Nuge, Ryan were your three stars. And new fan favorite, Clean Costin with a Gordie Howe hat trick in this game after he took yeah. on Zach Cassian. He fought Zach Cassian, the guy you talked about at the top of the show. Cassian, tough guy in the league. Everybody everybody likes to talk about that. Um, and the two fights I've seen this year, because he fought Arbor Wi-Fi from Montreal. I cannot remember how to say his last name. Yak, Yakai? Yeah. Yeah. Arbor, Arbor Jakai. Arbor Jakai. He, he fought Cassian. And he kicked Cassian's donk. And then Costin, I I think got the better of Cassian as well. So Cassian is over two on fights that I've seen him him be involved in this year. So Zachary, maybe you should focus on smacking the puck and not smacking guys in the face with your fists. Smacking their smacking their bums in the locker room. <laughs> so just you know, before we wrap up this game, I just wanted to give a quick shout out to Connor Ingram. He's a friend of the show. He's a good sass boy. Come on the um, show. Come on the show. We'd love to have him. Uh, spoke to him actually this summer at Elkridge. Uh, we were there for a bachelor party, and he was he was playing a little bit of golf with his girlfriend. Uh, he's a great guy, and he just got you know I was kind of following him this off season and seeing what was going on for him. He was released by the Milwaukee Admirals, the AHL team for the Nashville Predators. He was just kind of the odd man out in that system, and it was looking like he was going to end up in Switzerland. But uh, there was other plans. One of the Coyotes goalies got hurt in training camp, so he got picked up, brought down to Arizona, and now he's he's their number two in Arizona this year. Um, and he was kept in net for all eight of the goals. And, it, you know, I think that that's more so just the timing of when they were scored and not wanting to put a cold guy in and, you know, the Oilers kind of not pouring it on because Oilers really did kind of take their foot off the gas later on in the game. But regardless, to be in for eight goals, really hard for a young guy that's just trying to make it in the league. So Connor Ingram played a, played a good hockey game. He's having a good little season. And, you know, one stinker shouldn't derail a guy's confidence completely. So shout out to Connor Ingram. We like, Absolutely. We like the kid. And a guy with a massive comeback story in the you know, like in hockey, like that's really cool to see. Um, so yeah, shout out Connor Ingram for sure. Nolan, uh, shout, shout out Connor Ingram, but also shout out to the Oilers for that first game against the the Wild. Yes, because um, Wild went wait 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 what? They didn't. They lost. <laughs> <laughs> no, sir. 5-2 for the Edmonton Oilers on December 9th. The Oilers look to continue their winning ways as the Wiley Wild rolled into town. Uh, Stuart Skinner was making another start. What a motor this guy has. He's just playing game in and game out. Um, who else but the insanely hot Derek Ryan would score the game's first goal? Coming into this one uh, in a high-vis vest with 18 layers of workwear on. He set his two-gallon coffee mug down, laced up the Jets, so that two minutes and 45 seconds into the game, he could pot one from Costin and Devin Shore. one nothing Oilers. What a yucky fourth line. The, the fourth line is motoring this last week. Um, so with one nothing Oilers from Derek Ryan, we love to see it, work hard, scrape your knuckles, whatever. 
O'Keefe's working hands. Loves this guy. No Threw that on today. <laughs> yeah, you have to, man. It's chilly out there. Skin's cracking. Welcome to winter in Canada. Uh, Connor McDavid says, hey, boys, I don't need a top line controversy on my own team. I'll take it from here. And he gets his 25th of the year on the power play. Nuge and Barry pick up the helpers. It is two nothing Oilers. Joel Erickson should. Should have been an Oiler X, scores unassisted to cut the lead to one. Dang it, Napoleon. Is this going to be the same old Oilers doing the same old thing against the Wild? Second period gets underway, and Mats Zuccarello, former Ranger, evens things up on the power play, and we're tied at two, and everyone at Edmonton is like, oh, my sweet mother of God, not again. Why? Why are you like this? Sorry. I just need a quick second here to verify the notes because, no, that can't be right. There's no way. That after getting a messy number two dropped on him in our midseason report cards last show, Kyler Yamamoto gets off the schneid and scores his first goal of the year. Assists to Kodeth Cece and Darnell Norris. Oilers are back out front three to two. Oh, baby, it's getting hot in here. Third period was all Oilers. The Wild send the boys to the power play, and Dreisaitl makes them pay, scoring his 19th of the season. Nugent McDavid, duh, get the assist. What a lethal trio. It's like, like every time we do one of these packs, it's just I'm just screaming their names over and over again because they're just combining for so many, so many points. Love to see it. Um, so, yeah, lethal trio. Oilers are up. Love to see that. Nugent ices it, gets the empty netter from Dry and Zachary Martin Hyman to make the final score five to two and send the fans ha- home happy on a Friday night. We love it. Edmontonians enjoy your impending, impending evening at shade. No free ads. The Oilers were outshot 44 to 38, uh, really high event hockey game. Minnesota won 39 faceoffs to the Oilers 38. The Oilers went two for three on the power play while keeping the wild under check. Uh, and having them go one for five on the man advantage. So the Oilers killed four of the five penalties they took that game. 24 wild hits, 22 Oiler hits. Very close game in the statistical categories. We love to see that. Stuart Skinner, we didn't talk about him until now. He was sensational. Made 42 saves and backstopped the Oilers to a massive win for the game's first star. Nuge had three points and took home second star. And Yamamoto, who got the monkey off his chest, was rewarded with the game's third star. Casual two-point night for Connor and Leon, just in case you forgot how they fared. Every time I hear the word sensational, I always think of that clip of Future. He goes, sensational. Cheesecake. And, you know, he's absolutely high as a kite. There's a reason those glasses never come off, and it's because if you saw Future's eyes, it would probably stop. It would be like, you know how, like, if if you make eye contact with Medusa, you turn to stone? It It would stop present time. I think I think you would just turn to stone because you see his name's future, or ooh, or maybe you know you turn into Russell Wilson. Oh, I was gonna say you have a child because he has like nine kids, but I, I like yours better because I hate Russ, Danger Russ. It's my Subway sandwich. Do you know what my favorite Russell Wilson like chirp for the season has been? Uh, the is it More... is it is it when they go like rust cooking and it's like a fl- it's like a fire going on in the kitchen? It's been the the graph of bathrooms in Russell Wilson's house staying flat at like thirteen, and his <laughs> touchdown passes for the season like slowly moving up, but still not being in line with the bathrooms. <laughs> it's insane <laughs> that he's making like a quarter of a billion dollars over the term of his contract, and he has thirteen bathrooms, but like. 10 passes for touchdowns. I 
I low-key am still a believer in Russell Wilson. I think he's turning it around next year. Hey, the Broncos better hope. Dude, Nat Hacken is a horrible head coach. Um, Yeah, so, I mean, yeah, like, this is the type of game that you want out of this team. Um, You have to be able to beat the teams that have consistently had your number, and that's exactly what they did in this game. Um, Everybody seemed to show up, and like you, you, you had kind of already mentioned it at the top of this game, but, like, that fourth line of, like, Derek Ryan, Kleem Costin, and Devin Shore. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of, it's kind of yucky and like, not like yucky in a good way, but like they've been getting the job done, but ideally we would like to see maybe a little bit of a, for the love of God, you still cannot convince me that I want to see Devin Shore in in the everyday lineup of this team. Dude, uh, there was a statistic for the game that we'll get to against the Predators. That was Devin Shore's 400th NHL game, and I think that that's probably 395 too many. <laughs> I don't care if that's mean. I'm not here to mince words. I'm here to be honest. Sorry, sorry, Devon Shore. Sorry, Devin Shore. Congrats on the kid. I'm sure you're a great dad. One of the top, uh, one of the top 10 hardest at times I've ever laughed. <laughs> um, um do you know what do you know what one of my favorite radiohead songs is miles is it creep no it's everything is in its right place because that's what <laughs> happened december 12th when the minnesota wild shut down the oilers 2-1 oh wow <laughs> um my goodness, the Oilers have not won in Minnesota since February 7th, 2019. Their leading scorers that season were Zach Parise, Eric Stahl, and Mikhail Granlund. Oh Kirill God. Kaprizov was still in the KHL, and I was living in Ottawa. It, it's crazy how much, how much things have changed since 2019. But the one thing I wanted to say, Nolan, that's not really that long ago con- in, in hockey terms, considering that we lost half a season to COVID right after that, and then there was an entire season only in Canada. So stop painting the Oilers as some cursed vessel in the state of hockey. They've only, what is that? That's like 0 for, 0 for 5, 0 for 6? Uh, they lost like eight straight games against the Wild. Okay, so I, in Minnesota, or just in general? In general. Yes, they only play each other like three times a year. That's, that's not that bad. <laughs> I mean, it's pretty bad. Yeah, it's not good. Okay, I'm just try, I'm trying to, I'm it's trying less to be the optimistic. Trying to be the optimistic boy here, Nolan. Remember when Kirill Kaprizov was in the KHL? I, I, I much prefer when that was going on and he wasn't torching the Oilers. You know what? I actually don't. I was. I didn't. I don't pay attention to the to the Russian league. But I do remember hearing about this kid who was just nasty, and then he came over here as a fifty-five-year-old rookie and and turned up the league. But it is now that's like freaking uh, Kuzmenko now in Vancouver, just playing sick. Um, yeah, Oilers played in the Wild for the third time in twelve games. <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> Thank you for reading it correctly. <laughs> Matt Boldy gets the game's first goal on a power play redirect on a beautiful pass from Matt Zuccarello. one nothing Wild. That's more like it. Uh, the Wild give the Oilers a power play of their own two minutes later, and Zachary Martin-Hyman evens it up. Tyson Berry and Connor McDavid get the assist here, 1-1. Uh, hooray for one for the other. Uh, the Wild... Uh, the, the um, uh, 
Freddie Gaudreau then gets the Wild second goal. Boldy gets the assist, and this one would stand as the game-winning goal. The Wild would take this game 2-1. Wild outshot the Oilers 30-21. Oilers controlled the dot 31-20, winning 60% of the draws. But the Oilers went 1-5 for five on, the, on the power play, killed two of three penalties successfully. Uh, eleven to fifteen for the Wild in the hit department, and unfortunately, it was a very low event hockey compared to the Battle in Edmonton. Completely different style of game, and I mean, you have to give a shout out to the Wild's ability to adjust uh, after the weekend break and be able to win two out of the three matchups against the Oilers. Uh, funny moment from this game: uh, Jordan Greenway's chirp against Darnell Nurse. Do you remember this, Miles? I do not. Can oh, you... Did you did you not hear about this? I I heard about it, but I don't remember. Oh, well, basically, uh, a hot mic caught Jordan Greenway uh, yelling at Darnell Nurse, I believe, at the end of the second period, where he said, you're, paying ni- you're, you pay- you're paid $9 million and you can't even do shit. Or oh. something like that. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Tough. <laughs> Tough beat for Darnell Nurse. Ouchie mama. What was the line here? Uh, oh, yeah. You make $9 million and don't do shit. Yeah. Yeah. That's a little yucky for Darnell. That's, uh, you know what, he's he's going to be drying his tears with $100 bills, but that should keep him up at night a little bit. That should at least make him think a little bit, because that's that's a pretty ruthless chirp. I'm For the love of God, Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl better sign extensions like tomorrow, because if we are stuck with a $9.25 million Darnell nurse with nothing else on this team, I'm going to scream. Oh, I'm catching the first flight to Panama. <laughs> I don't know why Panama, just Van Halen, just drink liquor drinks and sit on the beach and Miles, do you know cry. how much do you know how much money Darnell Darnell Nurse makes this year? This year? Yeah. Oh, just, like with just this the year. signing bonus and everything? Yeah, don't look it up. Just this year. Is it like 13? 12. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Tough Very beat for cool. the Oilers. That's 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 electric. <laughs> that's so sick, man. That's so much money. Oh god, he has like how many points does he have again? Oh, he's got sixteen and thirty games. It's awesome. Um okay. Can we talk about something that's really awesome? We can. We can talk about something that's genuinely awesome. Because this is this is wicked. And this is gonna bring your spirits back up, Oilers fans, because Leon Dreisidel was recently re-elected mayor of Nashville, and Zachary Martin Hyman is his hat wearing running mate. Six three win last night, December thirteenth in Nashville. First start for Jack Campbell since December 1st uh, when he got a shit rock for five goals against the Wild, the team we just spent uh, two recaps talking about. That's awesome. Anaheim GM Pat Verbeek in attendance. Re- yes, RV rumors. Wish I wasn't saying his name like that for this reason. And Campbell looking for a calm, steady start. Oh, it's Cody Glass. He scores on the first shot of the game for Nashville. one nothing Nashville. Great job reading that. You did a phenomenal job. Thank you. Thank you. You know what? I was practicing that uh, in the mirror before we did the recording, so I'm, I'm glad that it came you through. Not fuck this up. Here. You're going to do this properly. You will not. <laughs> Um, so yeah, one nothing Nashville. That's fantastic. And everybody on Twitter was pooping on Jack Campbell after this one. Actually, I wanted to highlight this because it was really funny. In our uh, one group chat with a couple of buddies, uh, baby back Billick, shout out Billick, was um, he sent the message and he's like, Jack Campbell doesn't deserve a shot of water after that. <laughs> <laughs> There's no way he's tired. He doesn't deserve a drink of water. <laughs> 
I'm not usually one for goalie slander, but I loved that. I thought that was hilarious. Uh, that was such a bad goal. <laughs> dude, it was so, so, so bad. But, Nolan, that's the thing about giving up a bad goal. Sometimes it either uh, decimates the guys in front of you or it, it lights a fire. And in this instance, I believe it lit a fire because Zach Hyman would knock things up with his 11th of the year, assisted by McDaddy and B.B. Boosh. Get ready to hear Zach Martin Hyman is a children's author a lot. Uh, we're going to be shortening shortening it for time's sake, and we are just going to be saying ZMA, ZMH. Can I, um, can I say one quick thing? Absolutely, you can. I, okay. Miles, I feel like we started something. and Calling him a children's author? Uh, no. First of all, calling him Zachary Martin Hyman. Who fucking called him Zachary Martin Hyman? We did. Yes, absolutely. That, that, if you check the records, if you go yes. back. Every the... time he has scored, I've written Zachary Martin Hyman is a children's author. Every time. And now the Oilers are going are going Zachary Martin Hyman or going ZMH. I mean. I mean, proof is in the pudding. Oilers pay us our royalties. I will take that check in game tickets and or jerseys and or Oilers plus subscriptions. I'm too uh, far, so I just want Connor McDavid nudes. <laughs> you know what i'd like to change my answer <laughs> i think i want something a little different as well um so zach ties it up one one zachary martin i mean speak of the devil because our kosher king gets his second of the game with five <laughs> minutes left in the first period to give the oilers a two That's one lead mcdavid so and dry get the assist what's that it's so troubling kosher king yes no man it's it's all good <laughs> I don't know if he's kosher, actually. <laughs> I wouldn't know either. But I do know that he was involved in uh, the Hanukkah preparations in Edmonton, lighting the menorah with some of the with some of the local rabbis. So uh, I can tell you that that is confirmed per Darren, and I am Darren, and I am confirming it. <laughs> Imagine that was on insider trading. <laughs> it <laughs> that just goes have... to Darren Drinker. News news coming out of Edmonton. Zach Hyman seen outside the Alberta legislature. <laughs> Pierre LeBron We're... just like the Florida Panthers have been sniffing around, <laughs> sniffing around Sniff John Marino. <laughs> oh my god! Hey, you know what? If hockey truly is for everybody, they should be doing a better job of promoting the fact that that Zachary Martin Hyman is is a, is a good boy. So you know Absolutely. what? Absolutely. You know what? Jokes on them. NHL pay me my royalties. So, two-one lead. McDavid and Dry get the assist in this one. We love to see it. Five seconds left in the first period. The Oilers are on the man advantage, and Leon Drysital, the mayor of Nashville, scores his twelfth of the season. That is not correct. He scores his nineteenth in the last ten games he's played against the Predators. 19 over 10 games against the Predators. That's mental. 3-1 Oilers going into the break. Second period starts with some back-and-forth hockey before the snowman, Ryan Johansson, scores on a lovely feed from Philip Forsberg. 3-2 Oilers. Do you get the snowman reference? Didn't he, didn't he like, have a spaz attack because he got... Oh, I shouldn't say spaz attack. It's probably problematic. I'm no. Cancelled now. I'll cut um, you off. Okay. You can edit that out. You have okay. You have the power! I'm not going to. It's okay. Go on. Okay. Anyway, so Ryan Johansson, you remember the Stanley Cup final in 2017 when Nashville played against Pittsburgh yes. and he was hurt for the good majority of it? Yes. Well, Nashville won a really big game in either the second or the third round 
And as one of the guys was skating off the bench, Johansson did like a very obvious like cocaine gest- gesture, rubbing his nose. And no one remembers it except for me. And I did not dream it. And I've spent hours on YouTube trying to find it because it's the funniest gif. Like it's the most blatant reference to anything. Like this guy should be on narcos after that. And now ever since then, I seem, I, I'm the only one that brings it up and it makes me sad, but it was really funny. And if anybody ever finds that gif or that video of him doing it, send it to me and I will e-transfer you five Canadian dollars. <laughs> Anywho, Ryan Johansson scores on a lovely feed from Phil Porsberg, 3-2 Oilers. Uh, that one goal didn't sit well with the mayor. So he, he called a quick meeting with city council just so that he could remind Nashville who the real predator is by getting his second of the night to make it 4-2 Oilers. So now, if you're keeping track at home, that's 20 in his last 10. Averaging two goals a game against a team over a 10-game span is mutant shit. Leon Dreisaitl and Chris Hansen both hate Predators. <laughs> and Leon Dreisaitl, like, my lord, you need to... These men have families. I wonder if they get scared when they see the Oilers coming up on the schedule. They're like, oh, God, I hope Leon's not playing because he's just going to light us up. Take a seat over there. They take a seat right over there. The the goalies sit in the dressing room. They do a rock, paper, scissors. Okay, who wants to have their stats lowered by Leon tonight? Rock, paper, scissors. Dang it. Dante Fabro does a little boot scootin' boogie to cut the Oilers' lead in the Music City down to one. But ultimately, the Preds don't learn, and they put the Oilers back, back on the power play as Conrad McDavidson says, Hey, guys, I'm still here, too. Don't forget about me. And scores his 26th of the year. Filthy Leon goal. And- Filthy. filthy goal and Leon yeah. and Barry get the assist the apples on that one in the third period with comfortable five to three lead the Oilers keep chugging along that's a Luke Bryan reference I tried to put a lot of country song puns in here that Nashville stuff yeah. uh desperate to get something going the Predators pull their goalie with two and a half minutes left setting up C M H's first career hat trick Cody CC and Leon get the assist. The cake is iced. It's a 6-3 final. Goilers. Can I say one quick thing? Um, if you stop to say, can I say one quick thing? It, it's not as quick. So, uh, but absolutely, you can. Nolan, I'll never, I'll never shut you down. Tyson Berry has six points in his last four games. Dude, he's cooking. He's cooking. He just <laughs> went to the Lumineers. He was barefoot. He loved it. So now he's just revitalized. He's back in touch with nature. He's he's got a camel pack full of IPA. Oh, it's so many, so many craft beers. Edmonton had thirty-seven shots to Nashville's <laughs> thirty-two. The Oilers went two for two on the power play. Yes, bitch, and killed all five of Nashville's power play opportunities. Despite losing the faceoff battle and being out hit, Edmonton dominated the majority of the play. Leon had a five-point night. Disgusting. Connor put up a four-point performance. Also quite yucky. Zachary Martin Hyman, ZMH, had a slice of apple pie to go with his hatchet pizza, and he had his own four burger on the night. Jack Campbell finished this one with a .906, which is league average, save percentage, and stopped 29 shots. I wouldn't blame him. And, per- and, and goalie discussion here, full, full disclosure, I would not blame him for the Johansson or the Fabry goals. I think the first one was his fault. The Fabry one, eh, maybe he could have had it, but ultimately I'm, I'm only going to put one on him. So good game for Jack with some big stops. Keep building up that confidence. We will get through this together, Jack. I appreciate you. Yeah, this game was a lot of fun last night. 
I I had a I had a very good time watching this. I love watching this team just absolutely torch the Predators. It's really it, cool to see. It's fun. It is yeah. fun hockey. Yeah. Um and you know what? Like Nashville just seems also just seems like a really cool place to play as well. Like it just I I do love like the vibe about it. I think that their goal song is so cool how it's friggin' t- uh, Tim McGraw and then it goes into Black Keys. I I need it, to give that a listen. I yeah, it goes uh it, it's like it's like I like it. I love it. I want some more of it. And then it goes into and then it goes into gold on the ceiling. Oh, that's wicked actually. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and, it's and, it's really cool. It's similar and, to the uh, Flames one. How the Flames have that like TNT oi. You know? I don't I don't I don't I don't watch Ronald McDonald. The the boys from the south. Uh Carrie Underwood sang the national anthem. I thought that was really cool. Was that Carrie Underwood? I thought it was somebody else. No, sir. Oh, really? Oh, I could, that's... I could pick Carrie out of a crowd. So could I. I've met her. <laughs> yeah, that's true, and that's a good story. We got yes. lots of good stories on one for one, and and the folks that have just started listening that we've just picked up you might do yourself a favor to go back a few episodes and listen to some of our uh, some of our stories, some of our some of our chats. And I was I was actually thinking about it, Miles. I think we I think I think maybe I think just just gonna just gonna lick my finger and put the temperature out there. I th- I think we might be I think we might be in the mood for a mailbag soon. Oh, that's a good idea. We haven't like done one in a while. Bag. It has and been a while. They're fun. They're fun. I mean, they are fun. It, it allows us to go, yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure <laughs> for multiple questions. Yeah, you know, we'll have to get back to you on that one. <laughs> Just uh, gotta talk, talk things over and get stuff figured out. But you know what, Nolan? This might be a good place to, to, to tease it. That the the boys have a little bit of an exciting announcement coming in the new year. So we're we're just putting that bug in your ear. Yeah, just a just a little just a little dash. Just a little taste. A little yeah, wrist a little... cracker. A little wrist cracker with some, some Just some a little one on. of those. No free ads though. It could could doesn't have to be Reds. Yeah. Yeah. It could be any brand. Yeah, it could it could be uh, uh uh red pepper jelly if while we're at it. Ooh, I like that. That's a good I like that. I um, like that with a little bit of brie on there. <laughs> that's fancy no is there anything else you wanted to say about those games or do you want to get to the uh the brie cheese of the episode and, and keep things rolling or if you have anything else to say again i don't want to cut you off i'm gonna cut myself off oh and move into the oiler shit big news coming out of what where, where is it this year halifax where they're playing it um that sounds right yeah that's how it used um uh ride Schaefer, otherwise known as reed reed schaefer was, was named to team canada holy smokes um he was one he was named to the what 23 man roster i think that's how many people are on a uh are, are on a hockey roster um really cool story actually because he made it over some really highly skilled forwards uh that could have been named to that team um and i mean like I think two years ago, he was like an eighth round pick in the WHL. Like this guy, he's playing incredibly. And if he's in like a bottom six role for team Canada, who knows, maybe he works his way up and maybe he's playing with Connor Bedard or Shane Wright by the end of this, uh, by the end of this tournament, like or, it doesn't help to her, you know, or it doesn't hurt to play with great players. Or there's another very highly touted offensive player that I don't autumn, think autumn Fontoli. Autumn Fontley, yes, because we don't want to leave him out, Nolan. No, we're Canada's not. Canada's a wagon this year. 
this is what's going to happen is Adam Fantilli is going to have that like Jack Eichel complex where he's like everybody doubted me because they didn't call me Connor Bedard. He's like the bad guy in uh, The Incredibles. He's like the bad guy from the Billy Eilish song Bad Guy. And he's just like I'm the bad guy. No one speaking of bad guys, Mark Specter. <laughs> so <laughs> I wanted to go into this. Sorry, I still got that like long cough I got going on. I don't want to call it long COVID, but it, I've got I got, I got I got some long cough still. Um, yeah. So it's it's funny. We recorded our episode, and then probably about two days later was when that Mark Spector article came out. Um, where basically he he looked into this article, um, or this interview that Yesipoli Yarvi did with uh, with Finnish newspaper YLE News Agency. Uh, he spoke to Finnish journalist. Uh, I don't know if it's Tommy or Tommy Sipala or Sepala, um, and he was just kind of broke down. And he said, uh, "20 games in, I have one goal. It's it's sad. Uh, I can kind of read part of the article here." Um, in a wide-ranging interview with Finland's national broadcaster, Puli Arvi told the veteran reporter Sipula that he isn't sure if the National Hockey League is the place for him. Of course, I'd like to be a top line or a productive top line player, Puli Arvi said in his native Finnish. Um, but right now, it looks like I cannot do that in the NHL. Maybe some other league. Um, when he was asked to discuss or further quote with this, he he just declined. Um, and he just says, like, I'm I'm trying to find out who I am as a player, and and since it doesn't look like I fit here in Edmonton, I've started checking a lot, and I lead the team in hits. At least that's somewhat positive. Um, and then he talked about playing with Connor McDavid. I mentioned it takes a lot to play with a superstar like him. You have to win battles and make plays at the same time. It's a high quality game, and it takes a good player. You have to be a really good player to play with him. Um, it's hard to tell why I'm not scoring. Uh, I've been thinking about it a lot. I scored earlier and now I'm older and more experienced and and a better player yet. I'm not scoring. If you play with Connor, you have to score. Maybe I just don't have it. Yes. So I wanted to highlight a good teammate moment that I noticed last night in the game against the Predators. Uh, at one point it was Yesse, McDavid and Dreisaitl and they were skating in, uh, for a chance. Uh, against the Predators and yes they kind of fished the puck out from behind the net fed it out and Connor ripped it on net and goalie stopped it saved it uh, play got stopped but very easily could have been an assist for yes it could have been a huge fire for him and you could see his body language kind of put his head down like my god I just busted my balls all the way down to the other end of the ice to dish out a puck and like He's going to bury that if anybody else passes it to him. Like, oh, I'm like so mad. And Leon just kind of he gave him a little stick tap on the shin pads. He's like, good job. He gave him a nod up, a little tap on the shin pads. So, yeah. Um, obviously, we're, we're we're big yes, guys. And last episode uh, of the show, we, we talked about kind of where we're at with our opinions of him for the future for this team. Um, would like to see him get better and regain that confidence but hearing those quotes man it, it it hurts that really hurts to hear that a player on our favorite team is is feeling that way and is experiencing that lack of confidence in his own ability it's it sucks it, it i it makes my heart hurt it makes me sad yeah and so the reason why i wanted to bring up mark specter obviously um mark specter 
famously doesn't like Jesse Puljujarvi. It's quite obvious. Um, it's been it's been obvious for a while. It seems like every chance he gets, he 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 will he will take slight pot shots at the player. Um, and I understand that Mark Spector's job is to be a journalist and to be a reporter. But there comes a point at where your your journalism is becoming so far, I don't want to say biased, but to the point at where all you're doing is you're just taking shots rather than actually reporting what's factually or what's a, what's what's an objective fact about the game. Um, Objectively, and, it looks like a vendetta. It, it's bullying. Oh, 100%. I think that a lot of this has to do with the fact that when Jesse Poliarvi went away, when he needed to get away from the team, nobody wanted to talk to him, including people didn't, his, him and his people didn't want to talk to Mark Spector. And most likely, more than anything, that's being held against Speck. And it means it's just, held against Jesse. Yes, right, yes, right? yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah, sorry. Yeah. And, I just, I just don't get it. It's it like you said. It's like bullying to this point. Um, he had this really gross tweet where he, um, I'm trying to find it, but it's basically where he he said, um, he said uh, he tr- he tried to make a little funny. He basically was like, uh, more like by Sun King, oh. like. Like, get, shut up. Like, shut up. Oh, right here. Puyarvi isn't sure if the NHL is for him anymore. The by Sun King, a fresh start would serve him well. Um, do you want? Do you want? Do you want to hear this ratio quickly, Miles? I I love L L plus cringe plus hold this ratio. Um. Uh. So hundred. Oh, hold on. Um. Eight retweets. Hundred and six quote tweaks. Hundred and thirty three likes. And 404 replies. Mark Spector sucks so much as oh, a man. It's just, it's it's gross. It's really, really, really gross. And, and this I is know, why. I don't know the guy. One. Yeah, I, I know nothing about him. But like when you are, when you're at that point where you are actively trying to push a player out of town. Of course, the players have an issue with Edmonton. This is another fucking reason why, why players don't want to sign here. Why, why the big marquee free agents don't want to come here is because if you are not performing to the standards they want, then you're not going to hear it. But I've mentioned this before. If Jesse Pugliarvi's name was like uh, Brandon... Reed Schaefer. Yeah, or yeah, Reed Schaefer or like Brandon Jennings, not the basketball player, but he was from like Stony Creek, Alberta, like he, he would be loved. Or he's, like, out there th- he's out there throwing his weight around. He's playing yeah. old-time hockey. Yeah. Exactly. And it's it's just this this old like in Edmonton it feels like at least with the media the game is an old man sport and it's just unacceptable and it needs to evolve. And like I said, I just want the best for Yessa. I want I want him to be able to find his game and I think at this point the best course of action is to just end the discourse in general and just for both parties to move on and call her a day. Um take take Specs media pass away and watch this kid get like 10 goals in 5 games. Oh, I I I I I, I honestly wouldn't like would not be surprised whatsoever. It's same with him, it's same with Matheson. Um it's just it's 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 honestly just never ending for these guys. Um, and it's funny, they, they, you know, uh, actually friend of the show, Zach Lang brought up the, <clears throat> brought up the article about, uh, I think it was Greg, Greg Wyshynski wrote it 
where Taylor Hall had mentioned it, how it's really hard to play in Edmonton because of the media. And it's like, you know, when you're not playing well, like the media is going to criticize you, not just to the point at where it's, it's, it's just regular old reporting. It's like, it's like you said, it's like a vendetta against the said player. And until they're eventually pushed and pushed and pushed to the breaking point of where they're no longer welcome in that city. So fantastic. Yeah. Great, great stuff it. to see. And the reason why we brought up uh, Pat Verbeek earlier is because apparently Pat Verbeek has been uh, at both the game against Nashville and the game against Minnesota, where he's potentially looking at Yesipuli Um Now, as per what the Oilers might be looking at, it's it's gone through a couple different, uh, you know, a, a couple a couple different possibilities. The one that worries me the most is that Friedman and I believe Frank Cervelli have both talked about John Klingberg. Oh God, please That's no! Big yucky. We don't need that. Um, it's Tyson Berry two point oh. Yeah, another one. Uh, another one that a lot of people have been bringing up has been uh, Maxime Comtois. Eh. I wouldn't hate it. I think I wouldn't that hate it, that. Yeah, the uh, one more that uh, apparently Stoffer brought up today on his show was Cam Fowler, which is a very long con, which is another four years left on this deal, I believe, after this one, and I don't think I or no I think it's another three years after this one um I don't think I like that but he make he makes six and a half so you'd have to you'd have to get somebody you have to get them to retain money on that one mm-hmm. like, it all depends how it shakes out yeah exactly um just throwing this out there very quickly because who knows right I wonder about Troy Terry why because Troy Terry Troy Terry makes like $1.5 million, okay? He is 25 years old. The Anaheim Ducks, which you had mentioned. Do you, actually, do you, want to, do you want to just talk about the Ducks right now? For what? I think, I think we are. <laughs> yeah, I know, but I was going to say, I know that I know that you had actually, that you had brought them oh, up. Oh, my point about the, them. Yeah, yeah sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah okay. go for it. So like... I'll read it here. Ducks. Okay. What happened? They are 7-20 and 3 this year, and they are leading the Bedard Fantilli freefall. Do they need another offensive weapon, or do they risk falling into the Oilers' decade of darkness roster build to do, and you know keep doing the way that they are? Tough bounce in Cali. Chicago, Columbus, and Arizona are all right there as well. It's not a done deal by any means. But I guess like what I was ultimately getting at with that point is like if they are going to be picking very high again in this draft. They're probably getting forward. And I feel like that roster construction in, in, in Anaheim needs something different. Like I know uh, Jamie Drysdale's hurt, right? Mm-hmm. Which I think yeah. is a big issue for them and they're feeling the effects of that. But like how many more fucking, ah, dang it. How many more uh, offense, young offensive guys do they really need? So this is kind of where I was getting at with Troy Terry is that He's 25 years old. He's about to basically enter the prime of his career. The Anaheim Ducks are three years away from really properly contending. Would you say? Like, I don't know. That makes sense. Probably, probably more. Probably yeah. more. I mean, they're going to have to go through a new head coach. Like, they're definitely not going to run with Dallas Eakins forever. Um, John Gibson's have... getting older too. Like yeah. their their window, they're they're in a tough spot. But Troy Terry obviously scored thirty seven goals last year. You could realistically get a pretty large package for Troy Terry. Huh. 
Um, he is a he is an, a restricted free agent after this season is over, so that means you will have to pay for him. But could Troy Terry look at the situation in Edmonton and say, I can play a wing center role on this team. I don't have to be the guy that's hanging on in Anaheim here while a lot of these young guys are developing. And I can, because I mean, they signed Ryan Strom for like five years. So they've got a 29-year-old veteran forward that can help play in that top six. Like, it seems like there is a spot there that 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 could be allocated to someone that isn't Troy Terry. So, I mean, to make the money work, like you could easily do a Troy Terry for Yesipuli Yarvi swap. Um, just looking at the numbers right now, like, the uh, Anaheim Ducks currently have fourteen or thirteen million dollars in cap space, so it can work. It's just you're gonna have to pay assets. So maybe that means you got to pay Puliyarvi. Maybe that means you got to pay Philip Broberg. Honestly, if it means if it meant Troy Terry, I would have absolutely no problem moving Xavier Borgo and like another pick, because it's like you're getting a star forward. A star forward that will be around for years to come. Uh, I don't know if I'm as big on him as you are. I, I I like all the statistics you're putting out there. I like all of your logic. It's all very sound. Um, but I don't know if I'm. I don't know if that's the the guy necessarily. And you're gonna be like, well, who is it then? And I'm like, well, I don't know. Um, who is it, Miles? I wish you would have put it in the notes so I could have had a chance to, to look into it. Nolan, this was a very last. Coming. This is a very. This is a a while I was driving in my truck thing. And it's a good my truck, and it's a good good concept. It's a good, you know, thought provoking thing to chat about. And we'll have to see how things shake out. Um, see what you know, uh, Pat Verbeek thought about Yesay's game, and just see where the chips fall. But yeah, it makes a lot of sense to what you're saying. I just I don't know if Troy Terry is a star level player like you like you wanna like like you're calling him. I think he's good, but star I think is a different stratosphere. I mean, 37 goals is pretty impressive. 37 goals is pretty impressive, but I don't know. I want to, I don't know much about his game. I'm unfamiliar with your game. I didn't know about your game. I got to check it out. Um, go. Okay. Well, there you go. Anyways, that's yes. RV Mark Spector and also the Anaheim ducks. Um, also wanted to mention too, just, uh, just as a quick shout out to the, um, all the Oilers charitable stuff going on. Um, obviously at this time of year, there's a lot of, Visits to children's hospitals and things like that. Uh, a lot of uh, visits to like uh, food banks and all that. So we've been seeing a lot of that coming out, um, uh, coming out of the Oilers social the last little while. Uh, but I didn't. I wanted to uh, highlight a, a a little a little man by the name of Van, of Evander Kane who's been doing some miraculous image rehabilitation on his end. Um, but this year he hosted a hundred kids for a holiday shopping spree from the Maskawis or the, the Mat the Mas Cree High School. I'm really apologize for butchering the name. Um, each kid got $250 to spend in a t-shirt. Uh, although on the broadcast, it looks like he actually gave them signed jerseys, each of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which they is, got the shirt and the Jersey, which is very sick. Um, so quick little attaboy Evander. A, a, not a quick little attaboy Evander. Awesome work, Evander. I loved it, man. That was a that's a great story. Um, and he had a little tweet and where he or tweet or message or whatever you want to call it, where he was basically like, "The city of Edmonton is welcoming me with open arms. I love it here. The people here are awesome, and this is just a, this is such a great thing for me and my family." And it's like, dude, awesome. Thank you for saying that. Thank you for 
you know, proving everybody wrong and being a great addition to this team, not just in the locker room, but in the community. And like, shout out to you. Good job, Evander Kane. Keep doing your thing. And furthermore, uh, a couple games ago, they had Lauren and uh, Evander's girlfriend. They're the chairs for the Oilers girlfriend's community group or whatever, or not or whatever, but like their, their charitable foundation for Christmas. Mm-hmm. And it looks like, you know, Evander's girlfriend is, is really like Edmonton as well and getting involved. So it's great that they're fitting in with, with everybody that goes a long way to team chemistry and just makes the community better. At the end of the day, if he's doing good things for the people of Edmonton, doesn't matter how he's playing on the ice. It's, it's, it's a win for him and a great story all around. So shout out to Evander Kane. Hell yeah, man. Shout out to Evander Kane. Speaking okay. of, speaking of shout outs, Nolan, shout out because it's time to talk about some NHL shit. Yes, um, and the probably the biggest news of them all, the Board of Governors meetings happened in Florida this week. Uh, some notes as per uh, Frank Spaghetti Valley. Uh, so far include uh, Gary Bettman believing that the digital ads that were integrated this season actually enhance the viewing experience for the casual fan. Um, based on some polls that he that he he apparently got some information from. Uh, I'm gonna call a little uh, a little bit of uh, bullshit on that one, but uh, I get that 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 Gary's gotta make his uh, he's gotta make his league look good. Um, also, when questioned about the salary cap projections for the upcoming season, which were speculated as a one million dollar increase that could hit highs of four million, so this all depends on whether or not the NHL PA can pay back the money that's owed to the owners, uh, which is like upwards of like seventy million dollars. Uh, Bettman said that they were tracking as projected, but were not willing to go negotiate the salary cap just yet. So a bunch of lawyer shit. So, um, that's a- about it from the board of governors meetings. Did you have any thoughts on fun. those? Yeah. Um, yeah. I guess the one thing that we didn't mention here was, um, there was some people that were calling for Bettman to change the playoff format. Like, Oh, are you going to put a, are you going to put a play in or, you know, are you just going to make it one to eight? And he's like, you're addressing a, you're asking about a problem that doesn't exist. And I just think that that's such a Batman answer, but uh, it's just funny. History repeats itself. We always end up talking about the same stuff over and over again, but I guess that's what happens when you have a 30 year commissioner. Speaking of which, um, just, just as a quick side note, I know that everybody's talking about the NA people being like, should the NHL change the name of their trophies uh, just like the NBA <laughs> did? Yeah. Um, they can if they want to, but uh, maybe a bit of a hot take. I actually think it's so stupid that they did it in the NBA because the NBA was so cool having their like most valuable player, defensive player of the year. I don't like them being named after players. It just feels cheap. I don't know. That's my like very Bill Simmonsy take of myself is like, you don't have to put a name on everything. And also the Jerry West clutch trophy. What are you thinking? What are you thinking, Silver? Yeah, that's that's silly. Um, I don't know. There there is like a simplicity, like a very like white and black background of having it just be defensive player, six man, MVP, whatever. Um, but I I I like the history of the NHL's awards where like. You know, everybody's bitching like, well, Art Ross only played three games in the NHL and he he had, you know, one goal. Like, why is the top point producer named after him? It's because he had a really long career as a coach, won a cup in Boston and donated the trophy. 
And it forces you as a hockey fan to to look. How do I know that? Because I looked it up because I was like, what's Art Ross's deal? Like, did he have a bunch of bingos? Like, why does he have a trophy named after him? And you look it up and you learn something really cool about one of the uh, pioneers of the game from the 30s. That's awesome. That's cool. So it's inter- it's nice that we have a top goalie award named after Georges Vezina. And we have, you know, the King Clancy and just different awards. To, um, to go with the illustrious history that the NHL does have. It's an old league. It should have a cool history. Con yeah. uh, has a bit of a tough Google, though. I'm not familiar with that one, and I don't <laughs> want to talk about it, because if, if it doesn't prove my <laughs> point, then I don't point. care. <laughs> maybe, maybe we can rename the Con trophy. If it's that bad, maybe we can rename it, but I don't know, so I'll have it, to. It, so it, it might have I'm a little have... something to do with Herb Carnegie, my guy. So I'm going to have to do a little research and learn more about the NHL. Because it's all about history. It all comes around. History is sick. (laughs) Speaking of history, Nolan, and speaking of stuff that's sick. These two feel like they're history. (laughs) Because Bo Horvat comes out and makes a statement about his future in Vancouver. Bo Horvat? Horvat. I am focused on this season playing for the Vancouver Canucks, helping this team in any way I can. I will not have any further comments. Uh, this year about my future rumored to have turned down the nuge deal, which is like a 5.8, uh, like 5.185 by eight in the off season. Me thinks Bo is gone. The Canucks captain has 20 goals and nine assists in 28 games. Certainly doesn't sound like a healthy soundbite from your captain. No, I, I, I think he's definitely being moved. Um, the Canucks would be, uh, crazy for lack of a better term to not move him at, at this year's deadline uh, I, I mean he's 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 coming for he's coming for his Cy Young with his 20 goals and nine assists can um, I can I highlight one of the most egregious like delusional Canucks fans takes I've ever heard in my life is is it from who I think it's, who I it, think it's from it is from all around great guy and big friend of the show for by Alex and I'm sorry I called you delusional but he was like uh, like that's a guy that's good that would be on team Canada at the Olympics yeah. and I'm, and then uh, Flames fan Colin I was like there's no goddamn way that he's a top 14 Canadian player oh really name 14 guys better and at the same, <laughs> at the same time me and Kyle sent a list to him that had like maybe four players different on each list but then like we were like KC I didn't have Cairo on mine oh I didn't have Rob Thomas on mine yeah that's a great point man I agree with you but it was just funny how it, it just so quickly turned into shark sensing blood in the water and just <laughs> destroying poor Bo Horvat. Don't who's a wrong. nice guy. Yeah. He's a nice guy. Yeah, Bo Horvat seems like a nice guy. He is a quality, like, top six NHL player on a on a Stanley Cup contender, on, like, a true blue Stanley Cup winner, maybe, like, a middle six guy. Like, a guy that, on, like, a stacked team, if you can throw him in a third-line center role, oh, you you're are... gross. Yeah, you're... Yeah, you're, you're, yeah, you're yucky. Um, but... So he he's gonna be the prize rental at the deadline. Is basically yeah. what we're saying. But like you do not want a JT JT Miller this situation. JT no, Miller sir. makes eight and a half million dollars a year for the next eight years, and is like we. It's so tough to call somebody a bad defensive player because you don't really because nobody Cause watches the Oilers. Nobody watches. But yes, and also we have to put up with all the shit. Like oh, Connor McDavid is such a horrible defensive player for so long. Um, but like. 
JT Miller is like a highlight reel of bad D play <laughs> in his own zone. And it's really funny. And you do not want another one of those situations. So um yeah, I I think I think Bo Horvat's definitely gone. I, I honestly I think he's gonna be a Colorado Avalanche by the end of the season. Oof, Colorado's lineup looking mad rough recently with, with some of the injury troubles that they have. Um, speaking of guys that score goals and play bad defense. And Alexander tinted advisors. And tinted advisors. Alexander Ovechkin scored his 800th NHL goal on December 13th, which was last night. We were recording on the 14th. Congrats to the empty net merchant and power play feaster. He scored his 798th, 799th, and 8th. 100th goal against not the Capitals, the Blackhawks. Getting a hat trick for his 800th is is very rock star. And I feel like I'm maybe somebody who is able to say that and give that distinction out. I would say getting a hat trick for 800 is rock star. Um, I just wish Backstrom could have gotten the apple, but maybe next milestone. So now he's 94 goals behind Gretzky for the all-time lead and joins Gretzky and Gordie Howe as the only guys to score 800 in the national and the history of the national so he is at 800 he's one goal away from passing Gordie Howe and then the 94 away from the all-time record can he do it Nolan he signed a five-year contract in 2021 uh the 37 year old would need to average about 23 goals a year to do it that would kind of have to be the pace he'd have to be on what do you think he's getting it um we're at 2022 five-year contract I'm going to say Alexander Ovechkin will have the all-time goal-scoring record by Christmas of 2024. No, 25. Wow. Yeah. He even gives you a date. I just think he's going to do it, but Nolan's giving you a timestamp. So if this ages as well as we as we hope it will, then we're going to be replaying this and, and go viral. But I have a little breakdown for you, Nolan. Um, of of his 800 goals, 63% have been even strength. 37% have been power play. He has scored five shorthanded goals in his career, and he has scored about uh, 52% on the road versus 49, 48% at home. So kind of some cool little uh, deeper dives into Ovi's 800. Did you see the collage of all the different goalies that he scored on? I did. I also saw a tweet from the Heat Daddy where he's like doing coke and watching this at 3 a.m. would be such a movie. <laughs> I don't know why this is a cocaine podcast today. Apparently, it's just, I guess, I, I'm sorry. It's just what I've seen on the internet. Did you see the one? I I, I, I can't remember who uh, the name of the Twitter account, so uh, please forgive me. But the Twitter, but they like zoomed in on like the picture of Kevin Weeks, and it's like, hey, hey, hockey fans, uh, Kevin Weeks here from from the list of of, of NHL goaltenders that Alex Ovechkin has scored on. Oh yeah. Oh yes. Okay. No, I did see that collage of all the goalies lacking a little diversity, I might say. Yeah. A lot of yeah. white guys. Uh, Nolan, <laughs> are the Jets nasty? They are 18-9-1, and one, and Puffy Bonus has brought out the best of these guys. Or are the Jets just going to do Jets things and lose every game in January and February? Pierre-Luc Dubois and Kyle Connor are playing really well together. Uh, Luc Dubois, Pierre-Luc Dubois has 14 goals, 16 assists for 30 points, while KC, go Chiefs, has 11, 19, and 30 Cuck Shifley has 18 goals. Lol. Josh Morrissey has 27 assists 
Nick Ehlers has only played two games this season because he's hurt. So they're doing all this without Nick Ehlers, who's a massive piece of that team. Um, this team's playing really good hockey. Connor Hellbuck has a .926 save percentage. What? I hate it so much. I hate the Jets. I hate when the Jets are good, and this is eating me alive. But they're rocking, and they're rolling. Josh Morrissey is above a point per game. Josh Morrissey's playing out of his mind. Yeah, he's he's currently average. So I want to know his, like... So Josh Morrissey currently has 32 points in 28 games. And he's averaging 23 minutes a night. His Corsi number is not ideal, but what can you do? Um, plus 11 blocked. And, wow, geez. Okay. 26, 26 giveaways is tough beat. But, I mean, yeah. I, I, I don't know, man. I just, there's something about these Rick Bonus teams that it's kind of similar to, um, oh, my God. I'm trying to think of the coach right now. Like, like one, like the first year looks looks awesome. It he's kind of like um, he's kind of like Tom Thibodeau in the NBA, where it's like the like first Paul year. Maurice. Yeah, yeah, he's kind of similar to Paul Maurice as well. Where it's like that first year, he just looks like incredible, and then afterwards, it all becomes very stale. And that like defense, that trademark defense that you're known for, is actually kind of like a Fugazi or a Fugazi. It's a Watsa, it's a Huzi, it's fairy dust. Um, that's still from Wolf of Wall Street, by the way. Um, but yeah, I mean, they're really good and they got Connor Hellbuck and yeah, it sucks. I don't like it either. But hey, one for one is still the home of hating the Jets. So if you ever need to get yeah, anything off your chest, right. do we you are here. Do you know what drives me nuts every time I hear it? Is that freaking, is like a Ford commercial where then it's go. It's Mark Shifley. No, that's a Kia commercial. It's, oh, it's, oh, or even more. Oh, never mind. No, it's Kia. Say, it's a it's a Korean word for for wonder. I th- I think oh. I, th- I think I think it might be Hyundai. If if it's Kia, it's Kia. It's, if it's Kia, it's like an objectively way worse commercial. I think it's Kia. Kia's, Kia's are garbage. Even though the Patmobile <laughs> was a Kia. The Patmobile, RIP the Patmobile. That was an incredible vehicle. Yeah. Um, Nolan. Yes. Mark Shifley is not a rock star. Oh. Who is We're saying Miles? that? But the term rock star, Nolan, gets thrown around a lot these days, and maybe for good reason for some, and, and for others, maybe it's not deserving. But that's why we're here, and that's why we do what we do, where we give out the distinction of what is truly rock star. And this week, Nolan, I would like to highlight a couple named Kevin and Carol who were oh. banned from a bar in Queensland, region of Australia. Queensland. Re- Queensland. Kevin and Carol. Uh, for repeated bad behavior over a year ago, they were, were kicked out of the bar, banned from the bar. Why is this rock star? Because this town has 20 people and is super remote. It's like a map. It's a dot on a dot. Um, so like this is literally all they have. So they must have done something pretty wild to get banned from the bar, right? So I was reading into it a little bit more, and they were repeatedly, repeatedly stealing drinks and food and even car keys of other patrons. So the owner of the bar had to go, you know, as far as putting up a barrier outside of the establishment to keep the pair out, which seemed to work for a while until last week when Kevin and Carol returned but this time they brought their four kids with them hell yeah they did so kevin and this is what's really funny about kevin and carol nolan they're emus what they're oh my birds. god 
So, so Kevin and Carol, two emus from Australia, were banned from a bar for stealing people's for stealing people's food, stealing drinks, and stealing people's car keys. So this owner had to build an emu barrier to keep these guys out. And it was working for a little while, but they showed up again after a year of disappearing and brought four uh, chicks with them. So they disappeared shortly after their banishment, which made many people wonder if the beloved pair had met their demise. But local zoologists are chalking up the temporary disappearance to a replenishment of a water supply around the town that allowed these wild emus to venture back into the outback and live in nature. With water supplies drying up because the Australian summer is so hot, the pair is likely to be in search of water, bringing them back to the local pub like any proper Aussie would. This is where it gets kind of dicey. Kevin and Carol were part of an emu advocates group to replenish the population in the area uh, a number of years ago. And they are two of nine eggs that made it to adulthood. So the fact that they have four chicks is awesome for the local ecosystem. Uh, does that technically make them siblings? That is a tough balance. We are we are not willing to comment on that because we do not support incest. But we do love to see this native species of Australia thriving and thrive they shall. No word yet on if the chicks will be allowed in as minors. But Kevin and Carol, welcome to the Rockstar Club. I can't wait for I can't wait for the statement put up by the team of uh, Kevin and Carol where they say we are not going to address the incestual comments. I'm just that going was made to play on the my one ga- for one show. I'm, I'm just I'm just going to play my game. <laughs> uh, pretty rock star though. Pretty that I'm actually really happy I didn't read through your rock star of the week because I had no idea they were emus. Kind of cool. It makes it, it makes it a lot more rock star. It's actually a really fun. It's a really funny little plot twist. Yeah, thank you. That's what I was going for, uh, Nolan. But you know, that's what I was going for. But you know what, the Oilers are going for next week because they play the Blues on Thursday, December fifteenth. The Ducks on Saturday, December seventeenth. They are in Nashville on Monday, December nineteenth, and then they are in Dallas Wednesday, December twenty first. Four big games coming up, Nolan. How do you think they're gonna fare? Well, this is what we would call uh you can buy it in a packet and then you can put it in like a you can put it in a pot with some water and really get the stirring going and it'll smell really good and smell very beefy because this should be a fucking gravy week for the for the Edmonton oh, Oilers. I was wondering where you're going with that. So what are you saying? Four? I'm praying please do not make me look like an idiot. This is going to be the start of a Big winning streak. Let's go 4 0. I love it. I love it. Um, I can't say 4 0 because I said 4 0 last week and you just you, said 4 0. Because you love the St. Louis Blues. No, no one. They're playing your favorite team in Dallas. Um, so I, I'm surprised you didn't go 3 1, but I'm going to go 3 1. I'm going to say 3 1. I think they're going to play really well. It's going to be a close game, close loss, kind of like what happened in Minnesota. But I think that the the, the boys are going to come out of this one looking pretty darn good. Looking We're definitely early. losing to Anaheim and yes, Puliyarvi scoring the game winning goal. That's how it's going to go. Oof, Maron. And John Klingberg is going to get turnstiled on it. It's going to be great. I, I can't, can't wait. wait. We yeah. love it. Yeah, yeah it's good cheers. stuff. Yeah. Cheers to that. Yeah. Nolan, I had a lot yeah. of fun today. I did two miles. I nice, kind of came in. Nice quick came... little short episode. How long is it? Uh, hour 15. Oh, that's actually pretty good. Yeah. We told you we'd get you out of here quick and dirty uh, in the in the mood for 
Christmas. And I don't know if we talked a whole lot about Christmas, but we talked a whole lot about the Oilers. And that is ultimately why you're here and why you keep coming back. We really appreciate all the support and we're really excited for things to come in the new year and to finish off this year strong. So thank you for tuning in to season three, episode eight of the one for one podcast, home of hot takes and even hotter listeners. And as always, go Oilers go. Go Oilers go. Go Oilers go.